0: Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, where we believe your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go. On today's episode, we have a conversation with Robbie and Dana Maddock. They established the family foundation so they can do more good in serving children and families in the country of Haiti. Let's enjoy their conversation. Special guest, would you introduce yourselves? Hi,
1: I'm Dana Madiak with Madiak
0: Foundation. And Robbie Madiak with Madiak Foundation. So thrilled to have Robbie and Dana with me today. And we do have another special guest hidden here in the room today.
1: We brought our granddaughter, Ava. She's nine. We brought her with us so that she could see the the whole shoebox thing.
0: Awesome. And she's been to Haiti with us, so. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Speaking of Haiti, your first trip to Haiti, uh, what was that like and how did that really change your perspective of missions?
1: My first trip to Haiti was March of 2012. Words cannot describe What you see. It's overwhelming. It's heartbreaking. You run through a gamut of emotions the the week that you're there. But to see the joy on the kids faces when they're just playing and laughing, it reminds me how spoiled I am.
0: What about you, Robbie? Anything from your first trip you remember?
2: We went in 2011, the year after the earthquake. Every emotion that I could possibly go through, I went through. From joy to sadness to depression to just high elation. Understanding how good that we have it here in the States is mind-boggling. Ever since I went on the first trip, I just said that when I go down there, it is a personal reset button that gets pressed inside of me that makes me come back and go, all the stuff
0: is good and it's nice, but it's just stuff and I don't have to have it to be happy. Yeah, well said. So in your business that you lead, um, how does generosity play a vital role uh, through your foundation?
2: Well, the business that we lead is actually a commercial HVAC service business, and uh, we started the business in 2002. So we're about 16 years in. I remember Dana and I had a conversation with a staff member at our church at the time, and we just talked about corporate giving and is, you know, is corporate giving biblical? And he came back and said, absolutely. So from that point, we've always tried to give based on the business. I'm sure there's times we've done really, really well, and there's times that we've not done as good as we should. At the end of the day, and I have to remind myself of this just about every day, that it's not our business, it's not Robbie and Dana, it's his. And wherever he wants it to go, that's where it needs to go. Previous pastor... Told us uh, many times over from the from the pulpit. There's two things that God can't do when your hands are closed. He can't get anything out, and he can't put anything in. Hmm. So tried to live by that again, failing often, but but not quitting.
0: How is that rubbed off for the culture of your team
2: where you work? Uh, fortunate to have both of my kids involved in the business with us. Heath, my son, is the uh, general manager, operations manager. So he's more the visionary. I'm more the doer. I'm the one that just goes to work and accomplishes the task and gets it done. He's the planner. He's the thinker. He came up with an acronym. Team members are encouraged to live up to as the word servant. We all consider ourselves servants there, and we all always try to encourage them to get involved in everything we do, including the shoebox drive.
0: That's tremendous because you really created the culture by first role modeling it. And, trying to. Yeah, and then now that's become... Part of the culture for the company which you lead, which now is overflowing in generosity through a foundation?
1: The foundation was a vision of our sons. And when we were first getting it started, first having those conversations with people, one of the things that he said to a group of folks was, you know, my parents have modeled this and I just want to continue their legacy. And when he said that, it just kind of floored me because I never realized that he looked at it that way. We want to serve our community locally, and then we want to serve in Haiti. We fell in love with Haiti the first time that we went. I don't think we'll ever get Haiti out of our heart (laughs) until God tells us to stop. We're just going to keep going. The other part of the foundation is that we are uh, going to focus on foster kids, disadvantaged individuals within our community, and try to get them into school for skilled trades.
0: That's beautiful. As your foundation gives into those lives, they become contributors and part of your legacy, which leads me to my next question. What does legacy mean to you and how do you see you building a legacy now?
2: I don't know if you on purpose say, hey, I'm going to set out to build a legacy. I think it becomes a part of what you do every day for this one in the room with us today and her sister. She's got a six-month-old sister. I am on purpose with a purpose in both of their lives going to live to make an impact. And that is something that you have to do even when you don't feel like it. You have to think about it way out ahead of the time. I just want to make such an impact in their lives that they carry it past us.
0: Obviously, your children are directly working within the company, but also your grandchildren who are observing the generosity. What do you hope for them kind of in their lifetime? Is there something that you're saying or seeing in your own self that you're going, okay, this is something that I've noticed a change for me. I hope that they embody that principle.
2: I think all of us are selfish at heart. We want what we want. I just think the ability to look past that and realize how good we have it is important and that it's not all meant for us. Maybe we're a conduit and we're supposed to uh, let some of that flow to others. We had a pastor a couple of weeks ago share with us Just because we were born in the United States doesn't make us more loved by God. It makes us more responsible to him. God willing, we're going to have nice stuff and we're going to enjoy the stuff that we have. But it's not all for us. That's the thing I I think that is really difficult for people to understand. Maybe everything that comes your way is not meant for you. Maybe it's meant for somebody else. I think your yes has to be on the table before the question is asked. Just this morning, we were packing up to leave from the hotel to come over here. And a man walks up and he was dressed nice. And he says, hey, ran out of gas trying to go to work. My initial thought is like everybody else's. But then another question that our pastor asked of us and is burned into my brain is, what does love require of me? And I think in that moment, Jesus was sitting there holding my wallet. He'd give him $10 for gas and not ask a question and not judge him and not tell him all the things he was doing wrong and just give him $10 for gas and let him go do with it what he wants to do. That responsibility now becomes his.
0: Yeah, you were obedient in the response. That's all you can do. What encouragement would you give to somebody who may have a business themselves but maybe has not, quote-unquote, held a hand open?
2: I just think realizing that the ability to be born in the United States, you didn't choose. The ability to be born into a good family or a dysfunctional family, you didn't choose. But you can choose today what you want to do. Is it his or is it not? It's either his or it's yours. I've always said and far as our business goes, God has a part to play in our business and we have a part. And I think by us playing our part, it gives him permission or an open segue to come in and and walk alongside of us. Whatever that thing that you're so focused on that you want and you can't live without is gonna elude you until you decide that thing is not important and he is important. And then I really feel like you're gonna be walking down the road and that thing is gonna be in your peripheral vision and it is gonna freak you out that that thing is there and you're going to be like, what is this? Why is this here now? It's because it's not that important to you anymore. He's important to you. And so that thing becomes a byproduct of your obedience to him. And that's just my personal opinion. One of the things that we decided when we started the business was uh, Dana was working at our church at the time and they had a policy. Any employee could take off a week and they could go on a mission trip and they would be paid for that week. We implemented that right out of the gate when there was, uh, oh yeah, one employee and that was me. We were fortunate just a couple of weeks ago to have two of our employees and one of their children with us on the trip, and we paid them to go on that trip. Challenge the business owners, pay for your employees to go on a mission trip one week a year. I mean, what's it going to hurt you?
0: Yeah. And it also changes their perspective as it has yours. They come back and they're going to serve differently because their perspectives change. And I think too, if it helps them spiritually, I mean, what a gift. So recently you did return from Haiti. What have you been involved with these days and how are you helping through new missions?
1: Haiti is always going to have a place in our heart and in the Madiak household. The shoebox drives we've been doing since 2010, and then we just carried that over personally and then through our business. When we were recently in Haiti, we handed out shoeboxes. We fitted kids with new tennis shoes. For me, I just want to go down there and love on the kids. I don't care if I do anything else. I just want to love all those kids. There's always one kid that grabs you by the hand as soon as you walk off the bus and takes you to her little spot. And that happened this past time. And she would not let me move. If I went to get up or adjust myself and that she was grabbing onto my arm, would not let me leave her side. Absolutely
0: love it. That's precious. I know that the... Shoebox Drive has been a vital part of our organization as we bring some essential items to families and children, you know, but sharing the gospel. What did you all experience giving the gifts out to kids? What's it like for them?
1: Well, you immediately see a smile on their face um, they're I mean, it's just like a, one of our kids on Christmas morning. Um, the difference is what's in their shoebox is vital for them to live a washcloth, a water bottle, a tube of toothpaste. If you handed our kids a box full of school supplies and little trinket toys, they would just look at you and go, what is this? And what do you want me to do with this? These kids love everything that they get. Um, Even if it's just, like I said, a small trinket, they, they love it. They treat it like gold.
0: I mean, just watching kids turn on flashlights, how excited they were. Yes. It was like, it's a flashlight, but they were thrilled. Yes. Well, I'm really inspired by uh, both of you. First, because of your commitment to God to be part of what you're doing. And then also the legacy that you're, you're building and living. I've often encouraged people that you can one day leave a legacy, but it's a lot of fun to live it, which you are. You're in the middle of your experiences overseas. You're in the middle of it with your community efforts back at home. You're in the middle of it with your business, you're in the middle of it with your family. And uh, I think that story and that perspective can encourage a lot of us to really welcome God into our everyday life, not just church life, but work life and community life. Any final thoughts you may have, either of you, before we wrap up?
2: God willing, next December of 19, we are going to be able to go again on a trip that will organize ourselves, 20 plus people, hopefully. And our daughter, is planning on going. If the dates stay the same, she will spend her 30th birthday in Haiti, which is pretty cool.
0: Well, I'm really thankful that we've had this time together. Thanks for sharing your heart with us and uh, excited to see the journey as it continues.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening today to the New Missions Podcast. We believe that your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go. So go be generous right where you live because generosity is an attitude, not an amount.